0: Good to have you here this evening coming for the middle of the week service. I just wanted to just share the rejoicing that we had this Sunday as we were rejoicing um, in the Word of God as we, we looked at um, Mary and her worship her act of worship and then um, we had a time of fellowship and food and then we uh, came together to worship God in, in music and song and Praise God for all the parts that, that work together and that just brought glory to God in in every part of that. So praise God for you and for you being a part of that. Um, as we looked at Mary on Sunday and recognizing her, her worship and her service to the Lord, she was uh, acknowledging, um, giving, showing her value, how she valued the Lord Jesus Christ and that she thought nothing too great to spend in worship on jesus and um because of that we can come and, and we can we can worship to, to today in prayer and we can um we can she worshiped as she um offered her offering to god and we can worship as as we pray as well um philippians chapter four says this verse six Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. He invites us to to pray instead of worry and to, to bring that request to God with thanksgiving. To pray instead of worry and to bring our requests with thanksgiving. So to mix our requests with thanksgiving, I want to encourage... And challenge you today as you bring requests to God. It's good to bring requests to Him. Um, he He's a God that that is greater than all. He created and He sustains all things. He knows all of our needs. He knows uh, the very number of our of our the hairs on our head. That's just a figure of speech to that He knows every detail about us and He cares about us. So those concerns that you bring today. Um, um, you can bring to God I want to challenge you and encourage you as you bring those concerns to God to bring them with Thanksgiving now, how can you thanks? Thank God as you pray for some of the serious needs that we we have I think about my dad We had a family meeting and he told he told the whole family just what his his uh, physical condition is and he has a diagnosis of of cancer and there's no real treatment for that uh, and his days are numbered. We don't know what those days are. Um, but we, we know that that's what's, what's there for him. And I thought to myself, how can we praise in light of that? Well, several ways we can praise. I praise God for his testimony. I uh, praise God for him being a father to me and teaching me and uh, spending the, the, making the sacrifices so that I might um, be a son who who has had a good example and a model before him and uh, in so many ways i can thank god for his life Um, i can thank god for his heart the heart that he has to to want to see the gospel go out and his request was uh, he enjoys seeing his children his grandchildren he has great-grandchildren he even has great-great-grandchildren and his prayer is that they hear the gospel and respond to the gospel, and that we we um, allow that gospel to, to to be given to them, and so there's so many, um, so much thank thankfulness that we can express to God, even as we sorrow sometimes, and some of the things that we bring as requests. I would ask you to pray for him, and my prayer for him is that God would uh, be with him on his journey, that He would give him comfort and, and show him His presence. And so that God's peace might be with him. I think about the verse in Isaiah, uh, verse 26, um, verse 3. Isaiah 26, verse 3. It says this. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And so we know that God has his peace available to us. And that peace comes as we trust in God, as we reflect on God. And we can trust him because of his his goodness, because of his power, because of his grace towards us. We can continue uh, to trust him. And then Philippians 4, verse 7, we read verse 6 earlier. Verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts in your minds in christ jesus so as we pray and give our request we want to pray with thanksgiving we want to be reminded that we don't go away from prayer fretting we go away from prayer in peace knowing that god is able to act knowing that he loves us he cares for us he will act according to his purpose and according to his will and, and uh, we can rest in that. We can have perfect peace in his will. One other verse I want to close you with. It's just been a verse that's been on my mind. Uh, and that's in John chapter 16, verse 33. Again, it, it talks about how we can have peace. Um, John 16, 33. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. He says a couple things there. He, he, he speaks the truth to us so that we might have peace. We can connect this with our, our study in Mark. Jesus told his disciples about what's going to happen at the end times. He didn't tell them that to make them afraid. He told them that they might know what to expect. to to get ready to prepare for the difficult times and so in knowing that they can have peace the peace that comes from knowing him he says "Um, I've said these things to you that in me you may have peace in other words peace is not um, us it's not the uh, it's not dealing with all the unrest around us or canceling out that or bringing that to nothing it's not having our situation, circumstance change and be well, peace really is knowing that God is with us in those circumstances and his presence is sufficient for us. The psalmist said in Psalm 23, Yea, though I walk, even if I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because I'm so strong, I'm so mighty, or because you promised me that nothing will ever happen to me? No, because when things happen to me, you are with me. I fear no evil because you are with me. Because the presence of God is with me. Uh, as we pray, as we make requests, we bring our request to God, we bring it with thanksgiving, and we walk away with peace. Because we know, our faith tells us, that God will take care of his purpose. He will accomplish his purpose. Um, One more verse. Job 42, uh, verse 2. This is Job um, kind of um, summarizing what he had learned in all of his experiences, all his trials with God. This is what he learned. Job 42, verse 2. I know that you can do all things, and that no purpose of yours is can be thwarted. It's good to go into prayer with that, knowing that God can do all things and every purpose that he has will be accomplished. None of his purposes will be thwarted. Let's pray in faith tonight. Let's pray with thanksgiving. Let's walk away from our prayer in peace, confidence
1: in God. Good evening, saints. Praise God for the time that we had on Sunday. That was a blessing. Um, It was just a wonderful time in praise. And in my opinion, that introduces our topic of meditation today because there are two books that are known for having so many songs in the Bible. And the first one is the Psalms. Psalms has 150 different songs. Perhaps you could say some go together. But Psalms has the most because that's all it is. Then Revelations has the second most. And when we meditate on the book of Revelations, I believe that it will give us a sense of peace because we will start to understand it take away the fear of a book of the Bible. It always is one of my missions to take away the fear of the Bible. Right? There, that's one of the things we shouldn't fear. We shouldn't fear the Word of God. So let's look into this Word. We started last week in our meditation through Revelations, and we'll continue with our second meditation, Revelations 1.9. From his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword and his face was like the sun shining in full strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. But he laid his right hand on me and said, Fear not, I am the first and the last, and the living one. I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and Hades. Write therefore the things that you have seen, those that are and those that are to take place after this. As for the mystery of the seven stars that you saw on my right hand and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. is our meditation. It starts off saying, I, John, your brother. One of the things I think is important for us as Christians to recognize. Said, don't call anybody your father. You right? have one father; he's in heaven. And this idea that you don't want to give men too much esteem, and that is not the way of men to create systems where they don't have much esteem. Right? People join organizations so that when they've been there for years, they can tell other people what to do. But that is not the way it is supposed to be in the church. He says, "I, John, your brother and partner in the tribulation." Now that starts to get into why this book is good for us. Because this book is meant to be an encouragement. And it is an encouragement to saints that were troubled. We're going to see how they're troubled when we get into the next two chapters. Because it talks about the specific circumstances of each church. But he starts to talk about the fact that he was a partner with them. Why was he a partner with them? because they were going through hard times and so was he he had been banished from the empire of Rome onto this island essentially in a prison island and even though he was in this prison island he somehow had the opportunity to still write and he was still observing the Lord's day now that's a marvel to me that he was still worshiping the Lord on Sunday just like we do Right? he's an apostle this point he's the last living apostle so he is the leader of the church last living apostle the leader of the church meditating on the Lord's day and then this revelation comes revelations is good to think about it as plural because it's a series of visions there's another book that's somewhat similar to it Zechariah is like this too a series of visions but you see it and it's almost I kind of describe it as Zechariah almost as you remember that scene in Dumbo, pink elephants on parade. You remember that? Anybody seen the movie Dumbo before? One vision turns into another vision turns into another vision. But that's how Zechariah is. The Revelations is more like a TV show, an episode here, piece of this episode, piece of this episode. First vision that we see. What is the first vision? So the very first vision of the book of Revelations is of what? Of Jesus Christ. And this book is called the Revelations of who? Jesus Christ. One of the things that you'll learn about in the book of Revelations is the true character of who Jesus is. Yes, you get it from the Gospels. But you start to see Jesus more as God. I believe the Gospels reveal Jesus as God, yes, but also a lot of man. 100% man, 100% God. So we see a lot of his facets of him as a human being. Him looking and just being frustrated with being, being amongst men. But here we do not see a Jesus who can be spit upon. Here we do not see a Jesus who will be strapped to a cross. We do not see a Jesus that will have a crown of thorns. We see a Jesus that looks a lot like the Ancient of Days. Anybody remember the picture of the Ancient of Days? Of Days was written about in Daniel. In the Ancient of Days, if you study in Daniel, you'll see that he had this white hair. He was sitting on his throne. And the Ancient of Days is described in a very similar way as Jesus is. Not exact, but similar. And when you look at the Revelations, when you study your Bible, you'll start to see all these other things mentioned. Revelations is at the end because to me, to really understand it, have to have read all the other books right that's one of the reasons why sometimes it's intimidating to people but it should be a challenge instead not intimidating but a challenge to say hey did you read your whole Bible you remember this part you remember that what do we see about Jesus in his vision he looks like the ancient of days which points to him being God what else you got a loud voice like rivers of water Clear, right? It's clear. You cannot uh, mistake running water, that sound. What else? What'd you say? Voice sounded like a trumpet trumpet. Right? That just speaks to the clarity of Jesus' voice. A lot of times when people say they can't hear Jesus, it's not a problem with Jesus. It's a problem when they hear right? Jesus is very clear. Image of the river and the image of the trumpet; those are clear communication. What else you see about it? a long road. What did I say to you, brother? Royalty, honor, right? Majestic. This is a man who has majesty. Remember when he appeared on earth? He appeared like an ordinary man, a poor man. Here he is in his royal power. Talk about him. What does he say about himself? He says, I'm the first and last. If you don't believe Jesus is God, well, you better stop reading Revelations because it's going to reveal that real quick to you. I am first and last. I am the living one. I died. Behold, I am alive forevermore. I have keys of death and Hades. Who has a power over death but God? And he commands them, says, write these things. Write these things. Why should you write them? Because these are the things that are about to take place. What are the symbols of the golden lampstands? They are the churches. Why a lamp stand? Light? What does is, what is that symbolize to you? Okay. What does the light symbolize to you? Clarity, right? Clarity. What, is, what do lamps do? They provide illumination, and they provide direction, right? You imagine that if you were in a foggy place, a light is literally the only thing that you can see, right? So a light provides direction and safety. A light provides illumination. You can see things you wouldn't normally see. And Then you have these seven stars that are in his hand. What are those? There's two ways to look at it. They're either messengers, right? Angels simply means messengers. So they're either messengers from the churches. They're either the the pastors that are in charge of those churches. Or they're the very angels that protect those churches. Either either way, they're in God's hand. Isn't that a crazy picture to think that God has a lampstand up in heaven that says sweet communion on it? He got a lampstand that says sweet communion on it. How bright is that light shining? It's actually dependent on me and you. actually dependent on me and you and Jesus walking among the lampstands means he knows everything that's going on here and he's holding us accountable to how bright we shine. so when we look at this message and we establish ourselves and we say to ourselves when we read the book of revelations what's going to happen in the end what's going to happen what's going to happen and that's our burning desire it starts off saying I'm concerned with my church I'm concerned with my people are they shining? So that's what we're going to see in chapters 2 and
2: 3. Good evening, everybody. Today, what I want to focus on is um, this is going to be a repeat for some of the guys in here, but we had a meeting today at work and we were talking about just the rampant drug use that's spiked up recently, and the drug use that has spiked up, um, especially of of like dangerous drugs. And I just think of um, like our new journey program at the mission where it's focused on helping people who have addictions. Um, And I also think recently too, that there were a couple instances of guys that were on the program and left, and are now dead because of overdoses of drugs. Um, and just what I want to focus on for prayer time is just how the devil uses these things to trap people. How it becomes such a strong thing that it pulls people to these drugs. And it pulls them into it and it, it runs their lives and it ruins their lives and it, it ends up ending their lives. Um, and just how even during um, you know, the shutdown and stuff, how you just see it, it's just moved up. You know, it, there's people have more money because of stimulus. People have the means to do it now. And you just see this rise in drug use and like horrible drugs like fentanyl. I mean, we've had overdoses of that in our building. And it's just when you see that, and you see that that's the thing, that Satan's sneaky, because not only does it pull you in, but when you're in that high, the spirit can't talk to you. Someone can't witness to you, none of that. So it basically shuts you off from hearing the gospel. Um, so I just wanna focus on that in prayer because I'm, this isn't just a Milwaukee thing. This is a, our country, our world, it's going around and I don't foresee it getting any better anytime soon. So just pray for that and pray for the work, the mission that we're doing with the New Journey program the other AODA programs out there that are legit trying to work with people and lead people to Christ at the same time, and that we can continue to just spread the gospel, even to these people who may be off their high at the moment and able to hear the truth and get the help that they need. And I'll close this up.
3: Lord, thank you that we have so many men and women here who have such a heart for these people, who are lost, who are struggling. Lord, we just pray that you would bring them to you, these men and women who so desperately need you to survive. Lord, we're, we're kind of removed from it so much of time. We don't see these people, and, and it's you get out of touch with them how much they really need you and how critical their days are if they don't come to the mission and follow the program and follow you, find you as their savior and become addicted to you instead of addicted to drugs and the many things that are out there that draw them to the drugs Lord, then they don't have any hope we just pray that you would give these men and women hope particularly these men. Give them hope, Lord, that there is an answer, that that being high is not the answer because it goes away, that the answer is you, Lord. And we just pray, Lord, that we would continue to keep these men and women in our prayers and the children there, too. Lord, there's so many lives that are being reached for you through the mission, and we just thank you and praise you for the mission and for its survival and for the commitment of the men and women here who work at the mission, we just pray, Lord, that you would not let them become discouraged, that you would let them bring their anxiety to you and have your peace, Lord, that we all need to do. It says in Philippians, to be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication to bring our concerns to you and then to have peace in you, that no matter what it is, whether it's a small thing or whether it's a life-threatening thing, as he's been faced there, that the only hope and the only peace is in you, Lord. And help us to have that peace. And through that, the joy of knowing you. We just thank you so much for choosing us to be your children. Thank you that you are our Lord and our Savior and that you gave everything so that you could bring us to be with you. And we just pray, Lord, that you would be with, with Bob Kinner as he's drawing closer to, to being with you forever, Lord. That he is forever with you now, and it's only going to be a, a step of a very thin line that he will be with you forever. We pray, Lord, that each of us would have that kind of a, a realization that each day that we live is a gift from you, and it's for us to serve you, that we are here as those lamp stands, those lights in the dark. we thank you that that we have the men and women at the mission to shine that light for these people who are so low and have come to the to the end of their life really, as far as surviving here, They're ready to just give it up for a hive, for some drug they know that could kill them and probably will kill them. Lord, I just pray that you would work in their lives and encourage the lives of those who work with them and help us to continue in prayer for them. In your name we pray. Amen.
2: Lord, we continue in prayer. We just lift up the world, Lord, and what we're dealing with here with drug use, Lord. We know this is just one of many different sins that is plaguing this world, Lord. Um, We ask that you just continue to be with our city, continue to be with your church. as These have entered into your church as well, Lord. They've affected some of your people. We ask first and foremost that you use your church for those that are close to them in that way to minister to those people, Lord. Help them find the help, Lord. Help them realize the people that are doing these, that that call themselves Christian, realize that this is not something that you condone, this is not something that pleases you, Lord, and that this angers you, Lord, and they know, and that this is something that places them further from you. We ask that you continue to just be with um, the New Journey program, as we have a program here in the city, Lord, and I know there's other programs that you work with, Lord, and we ask that you bless those programs, and you continue to use those programs, Lord, but we ask that you impact the one that we know the most about, Lord, and Um, that you continue to just equip the men there to do your work, Lord. Um, Bring those people to us, Lord, that we can help them. Use us. um, Use the mission. Um, Those that that come through the door, Lord, just stir in them their need for this, Lord. It's mind-boggling to see people that are so entrapped in the sin that they will in one moment say, this will kill me if I continue doing this, and then the next moment they're doing the same thing again that has entrapped them so much, Lord. Lord, we ask that you continue to just be with your church. Continue to use us to do this work. Continue to use us who are at the mission that are doing this work. Continue to just spread your gospel, Lord, and um, help that be the first and foremost, Lord. But the secondary, help that be what is, as we know, will be the thing that brings these people um, away from this addiction, Lord, and into a life where they are clean and they are free from that. They're free from that entrapment, Lord. Because we know, Lord, You are the one that can help them through that, Lord. The world has its means, and they try to do it their way, but it doesn't work, Lord. We know in the end the true power comes from you, Lord, and we ask that you just use that and use your people as we try to help reach these people. In your name we pray. Amen.